Okay, so this is a okay. test if you want to say something. All right, then. I'll just talk about nothing for a few seconds and then see what happens with that, really, if that's uh, good enough. That's okay. Most people spend their whole lives talking about nothing. <laughs> 92.6 FM, Radio Verulam. Stay with us as we'll have Sunday shout-outs coming your way very soon. But now it's time for another Live From Lockdown interview. And it's always a pleasure to welcome back onto the programme Father Richard Watson again. Hi, Richard. Hello, good to see you, Dan. Yeah, nice to see you too. We're talking on FaceTime, but obviously um, with this being radio, you can't see that. But um, yeah, you join us live from your home. Uh, yeah. Whereabouts is it do you live? Do you live in St Albans? Uh, yeah, I'm up on Sandpit Lane, where, where the church is. So uh, the, the vicarage uh, is in the traditional sort of place of being next to the church, which is really handy, um, especially as I'm the only one allowed to go into the church at the moment, for obvious reasons. Mm. Yeah, You've got a lovely library. You've got, I've got a lovely background of books um, back to you. Do you like so? Do you like to read? Do you keep a I'm, good um, yeah, volume of... I'm a, I'm a great reader, uh, and actually lockdown's given me a bit more time to do the reading. Uh, it is a real library behind me. It's not one of those um, artificial Zoom backgrounds that you can put on just to make yourself look more intelligent mm. um, or in some exotic place. But, uh, yeah, I'm in the study at the moment, so what's behind me are sort of workbooks, commentaries on the Bible and things like that. Um, but actually, my, my main uh, reading focus uh, through lockdown has been to conquer Hilary Mantel's two books about Thomas Cromwell, ah. uh, Wolf Hall and Bringing Up the Bodies. Uh, so I decided that before I ordered the third volume, I ought to read volumes one and two, which I've not quite got around to. Uh, so I'm almost at the end of that. So lockdown has served me well. So I like a good historical novel. <laughs> she writes really well. So. Do you have a favourite yeah. book? Um, I, I've got lots of different favourites. Um, one one book that always remind I always remember as having a huge impact on me when I read it in my twenties um, is uh, the original version of The Hunchback of Notre Dame oh, okay. by Victor Hugo. Yeah, uh, the book is is so beautifully written and and it has the the, the most moving ending, um, which I, I think uh, yeah that really really struck home. So it's one of those books I've always said I'll read that again, but of course I never have. Uh, there are lots of books I say I'll read again, but I never quite get around to it. Mm. Okay, um, so you're here, so last time you were on the program, you were here to talk about the fish and chip um, supper night, and also it was, it was a, it was a game it was a games night as well. So um, yeah. Uh, yeah, obviously yeah, obviously it's been a while it's been a while since I've seen you. So how did how did all that sort of go did it go out okay or it went really well uh, a huge thank you and shout out to the master fryer because they were really brilliant they served us something like 90 fish and chip dinners that evening uh, and we had a good mix of ages from um sort of small children to oaps uh and everything in between all mixed up uh, we, we played games there was a beetle drive we played bingo so i'd practiced my bingo calling but i had it all written out on a sheet because i couldn't remember all the right yeah, right things to say um, but yeah it was a great night really really, really good simple uh, sort of family entertainment um, but that was towards the end of February because it was just before Ash Wednesday uh, so since then life has been very different so we had our Ash Wednesday service and then uh, within a couple of weeks ended up in lockdown so uh, a lot of things have had to be it's, on it's, since then it's certainly been a very interesting and unusual unprecedented taint chain of events that have happened up and yeah. leading up to leading up to that point just as well as you know um the yeah. events that kind of led us there so 
um, with lockdown and everything, uh, people have been, um, you know, going out on bikes, they've been doing things that they wouldn't normally have time to do. One of those things that yeah. I've been seeing and people have been very active about on uh, social media platforms, and I include myself in this, is cooking. Now, we've yeah. touched upon your hidden talent of cooking. Um, so what what is it? What, have you managed to make any dishes that you've um, any new any new dishes, or have you carried on cooking since lockdown well, we, began? We, we've had a, a sort of slight change in um, our family uh, routine because our daughter works for St John Ambulance, and she's now doing the late shift because they're on sort of special uh, lockdown measures. So she doesn't get home till about nine o'clock at night. So the evening meal is now a, a late evening meal. Uh, which is which is good, um, but I tend to be working before that, so I don't uh, I don't do much of the cooking. But right at the beginning of before lockdown, actually, the, the family were all ill uh, with what was almost certainly uh, COVID, uh, with hindsight. Uh, so I was uh, cooking and looking after three other people, and did something that I've not done for ages and ages and ages, which was bake a fruit cake. Uh, and then baked a rhubarb upside down cake, which I'd never made before, but the rhubarb was a little bit soggy. Uh, so it, it, it probably needed perfecting. But um, so, yeah, baking, baking has come back online, which I hadn't done for a long time. Mm. And to touch base with how things have been going on with um, St. Saviour's Church, which is on Sandpit yeah. Lane as well. So not yeah. too far from where you live in St. Albans. Yeah. So. You're obviously very you're obviously very local and you love the community and you've spoken very passionately about St Albans and you know what you do so how have things been going on with um, the churches to where it is at the moment since lockdown started well we, we put a sign on the door um, to make it very clear uh, what the situation was and the sign simply said this building is closed but St Saviour's Church the community of people which are St Saviour's Church uh, are still there um, working and supporting their friends and neighbours as they would normally. So so church activities have, have been different, but they've been going on nonetheless. So we've got quite a, a big pastoral network of, of people who have been keeping an eye on their friends and neighbours. Um, and the lovely thing is when I've been phoning uh, some of our vulnerable folk who uh, are older or have got health problems, uh, they were all being looked after by their friends and neighbours. So one of the things that really, I think, has, has stood the test of, of this whole experience uh, is the amazing network we have in our communities where people you know, genuinely do look after each other yeah. when, uh, when the chips are down. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, there have been no services for uh, a couple of months, so public services have all been suspended. We, we, we were quite slow, uh, deliberately slow at the beginning to not sort of put 100 services out online every week because A, uh, we knew we probably wouldn't keep up the um, momentum. But also we wanted to make sure that people were watching. Uh, so we started off just by doing a simple half hour, 25 minute, half an hour program for a Sunday morning, uh, which is a combination of readings and prayers and, and involving as many different members of our uh, congregation as possible. So during the week, I will send out notes to people and say, please, can you read this passage? Or can you read this prayer? Uh, and then they record it on their phones, uh, send it into me uh, as a video, and then I download it all and edit it and, and put it all together. Then that goes up on YouTube uh, the night before, and we normally premiere it so that 
uh, for 10 o'clock on a Sunday morning. So that's what we did at the outset. And we found we got a huge positive response uh, from our own congregation, but also from other people who might go to other churches uh, or people who don't actually go to church very often. Uh, but they enjoy watching all of it or some of it when it goes out on a Sunday. So we were quite encouraged by that, you know, at least three times as many people who would normally be in church on a Sunday morning were sitting down and watching um, watching our broadcast service online. So we've now added to that. So as well as doing the 10 o'clock service, then I record a mass on my own uh, in church on a Saturday afternoon, uh, which is a much more... Um, static thing uh, and obviously involves only me but that's a, a traditional mass that then is broadcast 11 30 oh. and what we started to do is because we know we've got those two fixed points on a sunday uh, we now has a have a zoom coffee morning in between so members of the congregation who have got the the code to um to log in uh maybe 15 20 people will log in with their own cup of coffee just to say you know it's nice to see you uh, because they would normally see each other on a sunday and haven't had a chance to yeah i know and i suppose it's as with most of these things as um from lockdown being eased to how to where we are at the moment now things being um some restrictions now being eased it's been a very kind of gradual process with, with, yeah. with what, um with what you're saying is it's been a gradual process from um lockdown beginning to the actual church building being shut down but the actual people still being there and then you are do, you're doing the online. You're doing the online sermons. You're doing um, things to stay. You're doing like things to stay active, just to say, you know, yeah. we're still here. We're still here. For, we're still yeah. here for you if you need us. And it's, it's something that places of worship and things being closed. It's something that people have been quite worried about. And yeah. so the fact that the, the the people still remain and are still supportive is such a lovely sentiment to um, these difficult these difficult times. Yeah. And I think, I think um, I mean, obviously one of the good things about uh, being able to tune in to YouTube to get your church service uh, and not have to go to church is that you can actually go to a number of services on a Sunday, uh, which physically you wouldn't be able to do. So I know I've got people in my congregation who've got family overseas, so they'll tune into our service at 10 o'clock and then later in the morning they might tune into a service in Australia. Uh, so they they manage to get a, lots of different things. Uh, so it gives gives people a much broader choice by worshiping online rather than having to go to a physical space. Mm. Uh, but obviously, you you can't. You know, there there are good things about the online services, but you can't really get away from the fact that that church is really about human beings interacting. Uh, and being with each other uh, and as much as the, the the new technologies can help us with that uh, there still is no no sort of uh, replacement for chatting to another human being in the mm. flesh. I suppose there is that kind of instant contact that if anyone sort of has a question or something that they want to sort of talk to you about whether it's to do with a prayer or any or whatever it is um, yeah. you are you you and the, you and the staff of St Saviors are there to um, provide them with that answer. Yeah yeah, I, I mean, we, we have had, uh, we've been saying uh, night prayer, Compline, on Facebook Live uh, every evening uh, since the 16th of March. Uh, and it's, that's led by me sometimes, other times it's led by members of the congregation. And we have had people messaging on Facebook to say, please, can you pray for dot, 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 uh, either for themselves, particular needs, or for friends or family who have been unwell. Um, so it's a different way and of course those people might not have asked us to say prayers 
if they hadn't had a chance to connect with us on Facebook because it, it's a bit safer to be at home with your own phone or uh, tablet or whatever rather than going into a strange building and, and meeting people who you haven't yet got to know. So th there have been advantages and we, we have had the chance for people to offer, to ask for prayer and for us to, to respond to that appropriately. Mm. And it's not just yeah. you who works at the who works at St Saviour's. There's a there's a there's a mix of people of volunteers yeah. and other and of volunteers and other priests. Do so. Do you yes. kind of yeah. do, take it hand in hand of like you do this mass on this week and I'll do the mass on the Wednesday night or like how how do you well, make that how do you make that work? We try to uh, get as many different people involved. So it's not just the clergy. It's also members of the congregation. Certainly leading um, on Facebook but also uh, doing readings and prayers for our YouTube broadcasts. Uh, but we do have a, a number of clergy. There's Father Andrew, uh, who's been at St Saviour's for 10 or 12 years now. Uh, he's retired, um, but is still working um, as a priest. Uh, and so we make sure he takes part in the, the video services uh, and takes the leading role in those. We also have uh, Father Tony, who's actually a hospital CEO, uh, during his working week, but he's also ordained as a priest. Um, so we, where, where he's been able to, obviously he's been incredibly busy and under a huge amount of pressure, but he has uh, recorded things for us. Um, and then we've got Father Ian, who's another retired priest, who's helped out with a few readings and things. And we've got uh, our readers, uh, Michael and Imogen, our reader in training, Josh, who's our uh, trainee or soon to be trainee priest um, begins his training in the autumn so they've all they've all had different ways of trying to be involved um, but actually physically I'm still the only person who's allowed to go into church so it's been restricted to me uh, to be the one who films in the building itself mm. um, but we've been able to get other people to, to sort of join in remotely which is good mm. yeah and not that this is any of my business, but do you have any idea on when you think the church is something that is likely to open? Do you have any idea when the church is likely to open again? Well, the as from the beginning of this week, just gone, so from the, the 15th of June, um, it's been possible for churches to open for private prayer. Um, so for the building to be open and for members of the public to come in just to be quiet and pray, maybe light a candle and whatever. Um, we haven't rushed into that um so we haven't opened St Saviour's this week uh because we just wanted to see how it goes um everyone is aware that you know there could be a second spike of, of Covid infection uh we don't want to contribute to that in any way shape or form um so we're being very cautious however I did spend Monday afternoon rearranging the furniture in church so that we've taken all the chairs out of the nave um, and all our upholstered chairs have been pushed out of the way and we've now got our black plastic chairs which can be sanitised a lot easier um, and they're, they're socially distanced at two metres apart some individually placed, some in pairs for people who might come in from their own household uh, so we're starting to look at the practicalities of, of opening the church um, obviously you know, we, don't, we don't expect realistically there to be queues of people uh, waiting for the doors to open so they can come in and pray but some people will um, and I can remember having a conversation with someone uh, uh, online saying oh no 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 we, we, we don't need to open up the church that's that's not not, not you know because we're out of town we're not in the town centre it's not it's not a high priority and as I finished that call I then had to go and 
dropped something off in the church. And as I walked around the front of the church, a lady passed me in the other direction and said, oh, can you tell me when the church is opening? Because I always pop in to say a prayer when I walk past and I really miss it. So uh, having just decided it wasn't a priority, obviously for some people it is. Um, so we, we will tread carefully, uh, but we are beginning to look at what that might involve um, to safely open the church uh, to enable people to come in and pray. Mm. Um, safe, safe for visitors, safe also for our volunteers who would be staffing it as well. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. Well, safety always comes first. It's about keeping things safe yeah. and sort of staying connected um throughout this and i'm gonna t and i'm gonna take you back to the um st savior's website which i've got up on my oh, yeah. on my tippy tappy on my mobile phone uh as I've, I've said it before and i'll say it again it is a nice website and there is lots of information on here about you know um about you your services the news and events you got going on safeguarding uh history and, and various other, and various other information so um if anyone is kind of lost and doesn't want and doesn't know like how they can stay connected throughout this, even 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 now. Um, what advice? What advice or what or what or kind words would you sort of say to those kind of people who are in a kind of difficult difficult place right now? I think um, I think the thing to remember is that there's always someone to turn to, uh, whether that's through uh, friends or neighbours, uh, or whether you can you know pick up the phone and, and chat to someone. Um, we've, as I said, we've been doing a lot of work uh, phoning around the people we know who are on their own and isolating. Um, so we've got quite a good network among our congregation and also into the wider community. Um, but certainly if anyone out there is, is needing someone to talk to, we'd, we'd encourage them to, to get in touch, either through the website or through Facebook uh, or through the, you know, the old-fashioned telephone. Uh, all the telephone numbers are, are printed and available on the website. So, yeah, very happy for people to make contact in that way. Mm. Um, but, it, but it is important. Uh, and I think one of the things that... Um, we're all different. So some people, some people who are more introverted, actually love the thought of having time where they don't have to mix with other people. Other people don't get on with that at all. So some people will have found lockdown bearable. Some people will have found lockdown absolutely excruciatingly painful. Um, and and I think that is absolutely fine. That's understandable. But we need to give people a chance to connect and, and talk. And talk that through and i think it's going to take us a while to as a community to work through the whole experience of covid and lockdown and um, and how it's changed the way we think about ourselves and each other but, uh, um, but yeah always happy for people to be in touch oh cool uh and the information as well that's on that's on here that and the youtube and the youtube um masses they're all connected they're all connected to the website as well so they can so you can watch yes, those yeah so the, uh, I mean, you can go directly to our YouTube channel where you can find everything that we've put up uh, in the last couple of months. Um, or if you just go to our website, um, ssaviors.org, our main 10 o'clock service on a Sunday, uh, the YouTube uh, feed is on the homepage of the website. So you can go with one click and the whole thing is just scrolling through. Uh, it's muted uh, because the, the rules of the internet are you have to... Uh, you have to mute something if it's posted so that people have the option of listening to it or not. Uh, so so you need to unmute me, uh, but otherwise I'm scrolling on the, the homepage along with other members of my congregation. Oh. Uh, and that, the new service is uploaded on the Saturday night, uh, so you can get it direct from 
our church website rather than going to YouTube. Hmm. And the St. Saviour's website is ss is ssaviors.org. Yeah. Uh, and all the and all the other various inf- all the other various information is on there. I noticed, I noticed there's a petition for um fu- for funeral directors. Yes, the um yeah, what well, that's a, a a particular legal term. Um what we've been able to do uh thankfully is church has been closed, it's been empty. Uh and there have been occasions where um coffins have been resting in church as they are awaiting their burial um or, or cremation um as a way of just offering an extra um piece of comfort to those families uh who who knew that the funeral might be delayed so there was somewhere for the, for that person to rest oh. uh, so that's the, that that's a legal petition um which is about the legal permissions to make that possible which obviously uh, is quite a quite a major and serious thing fantastic and i suppose it would really it really helps families who are very kind of feeling anyone feeling worried or insecure that they have that security and that you can provide yeah. that um that yeah. is just that even that even that just adds another strength to um the community and what makes um st albans so great i mean other communities are just as great as well I'm not just saying that you yeah. know st albans is the only perfect community of course it isn't or um but but what i but coronavirus it's it's brought out the worst in people but it's also brought out the best in people as well um, yeah. Um, uh, so great that everything's going really well with the church and that things have sort of progressed really well and, and continuing to progress well. Um, hopefully things can be back on track, you know, by the by the time of, you know, the like early into the autumn, like September time. Yeah. Hopefully things well, can pick, hopefully things can pick up better and some form of normality can um, return um, th- that we're used to. We'll find our new normal. I think it's going to be a long time before we get back to what we would imagine a, a typical church service to be like. But, uh, you know, we take it step by step. And, and the important thing is that we stay safe and we help everyone else stay safe. Hmm. Uh, and if, uh, and if you know, anything we do is at, at the risk of putting other people at risk, then we need to think very carefully about how we go ahead with that and how we move forward. So step by step, but, you know, find new, new ways of doing things, new ways of reaching people uh, and interacting. Uh, and it's all good for building our community, which is the most important thing. Mm. And very quickly, just want to touch base with you. Uh, you also mentioned something to me before about the St Albans Beer and Fizz Festival. Um, yeah. Obviously, that's not happening now, but um, I did sort of come across you um, with a bunch of with a bunch of other people um, doing doing the planning, and you said, "Oh, hi, I'm doing the planning for the beer for the beer festival," um, and yeah. I'll and I'll come on your show to talk about it. But obviously, um, obviously, with social distancing and coronavirus and pubs being closed, it's not happening. So it's not happening. It won't, it's no. not happening this year. Um, so, do you feel like all this planning's gone to waste, or will there be a beer festival next year? Or no, there, there'll certainly be a beer festival. We we would have uh, had our third beer festival this July. Um, but obviously the restrictions are still going to be in place um, for social gatherings, uh, large social gatherings. Um, so we tentatively moved the dates to October, thinking that that might be better. But I'm thinking we'll still have some restrictions. Um, and most importantly, our pubs will be needing to um, get as much business as possible because it's hit our, our sort of... Um, pubs and social industries really hard um, and of course St Albans is full of brilliant pubs brilliant restaurants 
brilliant coffee shops and they're all really really uh having to work hard like sort of uh like no one's business to to just to keep their heads above water so it didn't seem right that we had a beer festival in the autumn uh you know while the pubs are really struggling so so we we're looking at probably moving the beer the 2020 beer festival into uh maybe april 21 so it means that we will just not have a beer festival this year uh but we'll do as much as we can to tell people to go to the pub yeah so that's that's not, it's not the message you normally expect to get from church you know go to the pub but that's what we're saying go to the pub and we'll have our beer festival next year i suppose so. moses i suppose there was one commandment that moses uh, missed out in the ten commandments in the ten, in the ten commandments there was like an eleventh commandment that's thou, thou shall go to the pub absolutely yes yeah. we all like to uh richard thank you so much for your time uh that seems like a really good place to leave it um i'll catch up with you again soon obviously i'm hoping to i'll may yeah. i may bump into you uh in the town or something which would be nice but uh until then uh keep safe uh keep doing what you do and thank i will you. uh and i will chat to you later excellent and thank you dan and everyone at uh, radio Veron for doing your bit to keep our community together because that's that's really appreciated as well oh thank you very much all right take care my friend i'll speak okay. to you later all right bye bye, bye.